Thank you, Lord. See, you got to stir it up. You got to stir it up. Sometimes you just got to stir, stir it up. Why? Because if you don't stir it up, you stay. You just stay stagnant. You got to stir it up. God, 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 God's going. God's got to go down there and say, you know what, brother Jaden, I just got to go in there and stir it up a little bit. I got to stir it up. Happy birthday. Oh, don't be afraid of the stirring up. Some of y'all looking at it is like, oh my God, who's going to talk next? When's he going to preach? Man, we've had more messages already preached. I'm just following the scripture in Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. You want a scripture? Good, I'm going to give you a scripture. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. That is your attitude for this week. That is your attitude for this week. There's your word. Philippians 4, I'm going to say it again. Verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. See, yesterday we had a rejoicing moment. We had a rejoicing moment in our leadership. And this is just an overflow. It just rolled over into here. We didn't even talk about today. No, no, no. I said, we ain't talking about today. We're focusing on right now. We let God take care of the next day. But right now, this is the first day of the week. Sunday's always the first day of the week. It's not Monday. It's, it's Sunday. You know, you, you know why reason, reason why people don't like Mondays? Because they're miserable. If they would come to church on Sunday, they wouldn't be miserable on Monday. <laughs> I love Mondays. That's the reason why people are miserable, because they don't come to church on Sunday. They're up all night at the club, getting drunk, getting stoned. Hopefully they don't got some disease or pregnant. Acting a fool, wasting their money. They're surely not socially distancing themselves. But hey. Then they wake up Monday morning, they feel they got the hangover, they got this, they got that, they got all that, and they got, and they're miserable. No, if you just come to church and get your, get your groove on here in the Holy Ghost. But this is what I want to give you right here. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. This is the scripture you're going to hang on to this week. Every day. This is the scripture that you're going to pray. You're not going to pray other scriptures. You're going to pray, you're going to pray Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Listen to your pastor. Don't look for other scriptures. No, that's not an act of obedience. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 is your scripture. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Because I know there's people in here, you don't have an attitude of rejoice. You, you've allowed everything that's going on in the world affect you. And because of that, you have lost your joy and you don't know how to rejoice. But I'm telling you, if you focus and you seek and you stand upon Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, every day this week, your attitude is going to change. 
You young people, Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Because there's people in here that need an attitude adjustment. It's written all over your face. You've become numb. You've become separated from what God is doing. And you keep going down this path. You're going, it, it, you're going to find yourself in a nightmare. But I want you to focus on Philippians chapter 4. I want you to, follow, uh, to focus on that word rejoice. Go do a study on it. Let's do a study of Philippians chapter 4 and say, okay, God, I want this attitude. Because I'm telling you right now, you will be challenged. Just by me telling you this, the devil's going to challenge you to get you from not rejoicing. He's going to use people, places, and things against you. But in the midst of the people, the places, and things, you're going to rejoice. You're going to have that attitude of rejoice. And you're going you're gonna to have that attitude. And the very people that are coming against you, they're going to think you're weird. They're going to think you're crazy. They're going to think all kinds of things. But you don't worry about it. You are getting a breakthrough. Because if you allow that individual to get a hold of you, you're not going to have that breakthrough. But if you just, you know what? I'm not entertaining you. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. Young people, when you go to school tomorrow, I want you to have an attitude. Well, if you're not in school, if you haven't gone to school, if you're on Zoom, or whatever, how are you doing it? Have an attitude of rejoice. Have this attitude. Philippians chapter 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. You're going to rejoice in the Lord. You're going to, and as you do that, and as you faithfully seek that word out, and as you faithfully apply that word, God is going to manifest himself. God's going to manifest himself. Just like he has manifest himself today, he is going to continue to manifest himself. Why? Because that is who he is. When you have that attitude of rejoice, no matter what you hear, no matter what you see, no matter what man's at, it's not going to affect you. Because you're caught up in the presence of God. Don't get comfortable. Hallelujah. Don't get comfortable. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good time. God's, I, mean, I mean, God's not done yet. God's not done yet. God wants, God wants you to get it all. Get it all. Look at your David and say, get it all today. Get it all today. Get it all today. Look at your other name and say, get it all. Get it all. Get it all. Hallelujah. We are not going to let people, places, and things get it. We're going to get it. Amen? We're going to get it. I'm not done yet. I'm just talking right now, mother. I know people ask you. I mean, listen to me. I'm flowing, okay? You flow with me. I don't flow with you. You flow with me. I know we got to pledge allegiance to the Bible. Just sit down for a second. Take your breath, because I know you got to wipe the grease off your head, man, because y'all been up here. I know, I know the feeling. When you got a bald head like me, you glow. Because I'm not at that stage yet of wearing makeup. Mm -mm. You know, like these people, these television evangelists and preachers, they get up there on TV, they got to wear that makeup. I says, I don't wear makeup. I said, I don't wear makeup. Huh? 
I'll go, if I got to wear makeup, I'll go out to the beach and get a good old nice tan. With my beautiful wife. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, you going to get it? Gonna get your blessing today. And you ain't gonna let no person, place, or thing tell you otherwise. And if they true, if they do, come on, push me back. Say, get out of my way. Hey, hey, look at the hand. Remember back in the day, look at the hand? Because the hand don't play, the hand's got many words. And I know how to use it. I'll push you back. This is the only time when God tells you to push back. Because you're not pushing the person back, you're pushing the devil that's in, it's influencing that person. Because you ain't going to let no devil tell you you ain't going to get it. You're going to get yours today. You're going to get yours today. Because the enemy's always going to show himself. The enemy's always going to try to prove himself that he is stronger than you, he's bigger than you, and he is better than you. But I'm here to tell you, he is not stronger, bigger, or better than you. What do I mean by that? I'm talking about the church. Now, but if you don't see yourself as a church, you're going, you're, going, you're going to be afraid of the enemy. See, someone who recognizes themselves as the church, someone who recognizes them that they know they are somebody to God and they have a purpose, plan, and expectation, they are not going to, be, they're not going to let the enemy show them up. They're going, to put the, they're, going, they're going to put the enemy in check. And you can't, as the church, you can't be afraid to put the enemy in check because the enemy will try you. I'm telling you, before the strike of midnight tonight, the enemy is going to try you. He's going to try you. He's going to try it in your family. He's going he's to start it in your family. Parents, first place he's going to try it, he's going to use your kids. Your kids are going to try you. They're going to try to, you know, that's just the way kids are. That's just how it is. He uses the, he uses the easiest things that will get us, but we, as, as the church, cannot get caught up in it. You know, in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, I'm not, you can just write it down and go do a study on it. 2 Chronicles 20, Jehoshaphat was king. Jehoshaphat, he was, he was a fat king, man. He was just, not, not fat, I mean, he was just, he was fat, man. Anyway, if y'all don't understand that, talk to somebody, they'll tell you. I did that, I remember one day I was um, teaching in a, in a school and, I, and, I, and, and these kids had no clue who Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat was. And I just started talking about Jehoshaphat. And I said, man, he was a fat man. I mean, he was just, he was, he was it. And, I says, and I'm like, what a name. Anyway, the kids loved it. I loved it because they were entertained. That's the first time in that school any teacher had all the attention of the students. That was the first time when I got up there and I started talking. Because when you know who you are, you know who you are. When you recognize yourself as a person of affluence, guess what? People are going to listen. People are going to be drawn to you. And Jehoshaphat was the king of Israel. And all of a sudden, they came to him and said, this mighty army is coming against him. This mighty army is coming against him. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And the first thing it says there in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, it said in verse 3, 
And Jehoshaphat feared. In other words, he was overwhelmed because it wasn't just a small army. It was, it was a huge army coming against him. And he feared it. But it doesn't stop there. He doesn't allow that fear to take over his life. He, he, he sets himself to seek the Lord. I love that. So many times you have a choice. You have a choice to allow what you see and what's going on. It may be big, but you have a choice. You can stay in that atmosphere, in that atmosphere of fear or you can set yourself and seek the Lord. The choice is yours. Because no matter what, the enemy's still coming. The enemy was still coming. So Jehoshaphat, he feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judea. Sometimes you got to separate yourself. Sometimes you got to stop everything. And that's exactly what Jehoshaphat did. He says this army was coming against him. The Moabites, the Amalites, or whatever they were, all those ites. They were coming against him. He, in, in that second, he feared, but he says, you know what? No, I'm going to seek the Lord. And he, decree, and, he, and he decrees a fast. In other words, everybody stop what you're doing. We're all in this. We're going to seek God. We're going to seek God. We're going to seek the face of God. And he begins, and he begins to pray. And they begin to seek the Lord. And they begin to, to, to call out the Lord. And they, and they talk about, and he, and he talks about the, 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 of, of who God is and what he's did. And he recognized it in verse 14. And after he got done praying, it says, And upon Jehazel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, and the son of Jael, and the son of all these, you know, these crazy names. That, I mean, don't name your kid after that because it's very hard to, very hard to tra um, translate. It's like, oh, I'm going to name my kid Mattiah. <laughs> I'm like, Levi, the son of Aspha, the son, came to came the spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And I know I'm probably butchering those names. But God knows my heart, just like you. Because I know when you're reading the word of God, when you got to go all to those begats, 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 you skip all that. Because you can't translate those names. It's like, who would name their, their kids that way? I mean, I can't even say it. Anyway. And he said, and he said, Hearken ye, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and, that, and thou King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismay. Because I love it. God picked up on his fear. See, God sees everything. He sees, he's everywhere. He hears, he's everywhere. He sees everything, he hears everything. And he picked up, the prophet picked it up. Why? Because when he began to pray, you can still, you can, in that prayer, there was still that atmosphere of fear in there. Oh, God. Come on. Who's ever done that? Oh, God. But you got to understand something. When you say, oh, God, bless you. When you say, oh, God, what is the attitude of you saying, oh, God? Is it an, is it an atmosphere of praise? Or is it an atmosphere of fear? Think about it. And here, the prophet picked up on it in, in the beginning when Jehoshaphat feared. Even though he, he sought the Lord and he declared a fast and he began to pray, the prophet picked up there. And I love it because God is so good and he loves us. 
He doesn't let what's in front of him stop him. He doesn't care how big the army is. He doesn't care how many devils are attacking you. What is he saying here? He says, thus saith the Lord, to be not afraid nor dismay by reason of this great multitude. I mean, he calls him out. But not to belittle him. For the battle, I love this, is not yours, but God's. Somebody in here has a battle. You're battling something. The battle's not yours. It's not yours. It's the Lord's. Don't try to fight that battle. You try to fight it, you're going to get killed. You're going to get messed up. You're going to get messed up. You're going to get messed up. This is the Lord's battle. Because you, you, you fighting the battle is not going to defeat the enemy. But when the Lord steps in, you better believe the enemy is going to be defeated. There is not going to be nothing left of him. In other words, he ain't going to come back next season. Uh-uh, no, he's over with. He's defeated. He's defeated. See, you know, you, you look in the story in the Bible when, in Luke chapter 4 when the Holy Spirit led, led Jesus out into the wilderness. He was tempted by the devil. And after it was all over, they said the devil left for a season. But how many people know when Jesus went to the cross, the devil wasn't coming back anymore. The devil was defeated. He defeated the devil. Why? Because the Lord stepped in. The Lord stepped in. And the same Lord that stepped in for Jesus is the same Lord right now is, is going to fight this battle. And he says, for the battle is not yours but God's. Tomorrow go ye down. I love this. He even tells them, like, still, hey, I still want you to go down there. Show yourself. In other words, don't be afraid to go to work tomorrow. Go to work tomorrow. Don't use one of your sick days. Don't be afraid of the enemy. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them, them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jerul. You, ye shall not need to fight in the midst, I mean, in this battle. Set yourself, stand ye still, and set the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not. Nor be dismayed till tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord and worshipped. Fell for the Lord, worshipping the Lord. In other words, they began to worship God. They began to worship God. And the Levites and the children of and the Kohathites and of the children of the Kor, Korhites stood up to praise the Lord, God of Israel, with a loud voice on night. And those rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and the inhabitants of Jer Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God. So shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, and that, and that 
and that should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and to say, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. And when they began to sing and, the, and, the pray, and to praise the Lord and praise, the Lord set ambushment against the children of Ammon, Moab, and the Mount of Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. The Lord set ambush. That's why I said today, this week, all I want you to focus on is Philippians chapter 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. I want you to have an attitude of praise. I want you to have that attitude of worship to your God. Why? Because as you begin to sing that, the Lord's going to go out and he's going to defeat the enemy. Now, if you go over there and read it, if you go over there and read more, after the enemy was defeated, there was so much stuff. There was so much. They, they, the Word of God puts it as spoils. There were so many spoils there. It was so much of the, so much, so much there that it took them three days to get it. There was gold. There was silver. There was, there was jewels. There, I mean, they had everything. In the midst of all the bodies that were dead, man, they were picking up. There was so much. It took them three days. Three days. Thank you. That's a blessing. How many of you want a three-day blessing? It's going to take you three days to get your blessing. That's how big it is. But you better learn how to praise him. You better learn how to praise and worship God. Because they don't stop there. After it was all over, they go back still praising God. They go back to Jerusalem and they're still praising God. They give God glory and the word got out. To all the other enemies, you don't mess with Israel. You don't mess with God's people. Because when they, when they got back, the word got out to all the other nations. You don't mess with Israel. Because all they did was sing. All they did was sing. They didn't even pick up a sword. They didn't, I mean, think about that. When you're a man of, man of war and all you, you, all you know how to do is you, 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 you practice and you're always coming up with ways of defeating the enemy and all of a sudden God shows up and shows you you don't have to pick up a sword. Amen. All you got to do is bang a tamarind. All you got to do is you know, play a flute, blow a trumpet. Beat a drum, stomp your feet, clap your hands, jump up and down and twirl or whatever. I'm like, hey, you gotta, you, you're giving praise to God. And all of a sudden, God sets ambush on the devil, on the enemy. And the word got out. See, God has not changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's still the same. He doesn't change. All God wants us to do as his church is to praise and worship him. Is have an attitude of praise and worship him. And when he does it, oh, he even brought maracas. Come on, play the maracas, mama. Come on. Play it. Yes, you the one pulled your maracas out. I saw the green maracas. No, you just, I want you to do it. You do it. You, work, stand up and do it. Stand up and do it. Shake him. Shake him. Hallelujah. Come on. Where's Wendy at? Where? I saw that tamarind, Wendy. Come on. Y'all brought your tamarinds. Come on, Jessica. 
Come on. Anybody bang over? Come on. What y'all bring over here? Come on. Hey, take your keys and go like this and say, I'm making a musical instrument. Oh, you got a whistle? Blow it. Come on, do better than that. Blow it. All right. Listen to me. Hey, you know, I'm like, this is, I mean, if you're a visitor today, this is crazy. <laughs> These people are weird. Hey, cowbell. Oh, I'm in the mood for cowbell. <laughs> I got the fever. <laughs> hit a symbol. Is that the best you can hit? <laughs> I'm telling you, you can't be afraid because that fear will overtake you. See, if Jehoshaphat would have stayed in that atmosphere of fear, he would not have prayed, he would not have sought the Lord, and he would have been defeated. All of Israel would have been defeated. And you got to realize something. God told Joshua, if you, keep, if you, if you stay before me, I'll take care of you. I'll protect you. I'll protect you. You won't have to. I'll, I will fight you. I will take care of you. Be strong of good courage. And you got to realize something. Joshua had a, had a covenant. And before Joshua died, he made a covenant. All of Israel made a covenant and they put it on a rock. And that, that rock was a reminder. See, God's a covenant God. You may forget the covenant, but God never forgets his covenant. And the devil tried Israel. And Jehoshaphat would not allow that fear. He sought the Lord, and when he sought the Lord, the prophetic came forth, and the prophet stood up and gave the word and says, Be, you know, says, Be not afraid. Be not dismayed. In other words, hey, you have nothing to fear. God's going to fight this battle for us. And they worshiped God. See, when you praise, see, praise proclaims God's success. I didn't say your success, I said God's success. When you praise, when you praise Him, you're proclaiming His success. And when you worship, you're obtaining His success. His success. Not your success. He said, why? Because all things belong to him. Everything belongs to him. They brought back those spoils to Jerusalem. They brought it back to the temple. They didn't give it. No, they brought it back to God. Why? Because they recognized God fought their battle. Now, there will come a time where God says, no, this is not mine. This is yours. But always understand something. God comes first. And when you are praising God, you are proclaiming his success. You're proclaiming who God is. So when you have this attitude throughout this week of rejoice, what are you doing? You're, proclaim, you're proclaiming God's success. Not your success, his success. Why? Because God, he's your provider. He provides. He takes care of you. He knows what's best for you, and he is going to take care of you, and you're giving him praise. You're bringing recognition to him. It's like, hey, Sister Faith, it's not me. It's all him. I can't do this. you got to realize that Israel was outnumbered. 
They were outnumbered. And this war was about to happen. They were outnumbered. Statistically, they could not defeat what was coming against them. But God could. And because, of their, because they believed and they worshipped God, they obtained his success. And for three days, they were picking up the spoils. And they had, this, they had that continuous attitude of praise. And I, and I challenge you this week, ALM, I challenge you this week to have this attitude of praise and worship. Have an attitude of rejoice. No matter what you see, no matter what you hear, no matter what is going on, you keep that attitude of, re of rejoicing. You don't let up. Even if they tell you to stop, you get louder. Amen. You get louder. Because I'm telling you, I'm tired of the obnoxious world speaking. Amen. The world is so obnoxious, and I am so sick and tired of listening to their garbage. It's a disease. And I... And I'm like, God, I was like, I'm like, I'm on my knees crying out to God. How did we defeat this woke cancer culture attitude? It's a disease. And it's in the church. And I'm like, I am tired of their venom. I am tired of this sick disease. And I am, I, the only thing I know what to do is to shout over them. You got to shout over them. But when I mean by shout, in other words, you got to know what you're shouting. You just can't shout anything. No, you got to be strategic in your shout. You got to be strategic in your praise and worship. Why? Because it has a purpose, it has a plan, and has an expectation, and it has, it has power, and it has the ability to defeat the enemy. And I'm telling you this week, when the world's screaming, you just get loud push back. Amen? Amen? Let's stand to our feet. I know we're still going to do it. <laughs> Y'all looking at me. I haven't forgotten. I haven't forgotten. Got your Bibles? Got your Bibles?